Welcome to It's a Good Life, the podcast for entrepreneurs, where it's all about growing yourself and your business. Here's your host, founder of America's largest business coaching company, Brian Buffini. Well, the top of the morning to you and welcome to today's episode, How I Sell. You know, I love sales. I've been a salesman my whole life, whether selling paint jobs for my dad, t-shirts on the beach in California, 10 years in the real estate industry, and almost three decades now selling from stage. I love sales, and I just enjoy when it's done right. Now, typically, when I do sales training, I'm very specific on what to do, what to say, and how to say it. Today, I'm going to speak in more strategic terms by giving you general principles and guidelines that I hope will help you in your sales career. So here's the three principles. People buy emotionally and justify logically. Facts tell and stories sell. And people need help in making decisions. So let's dive in. First major point, people buy emotionally and justify logically. Now that sounds a little dodgy. It's okay for people to buy emotionally. What we don't want is them to be emotionalistic. And so when they're emotionalistic, now it becomes to me a transactional sale. You can get somebody to be emotionalistic and they make a reflux purchase or an impulse purchase. But those are always transactional purchases. Those are often filled with regret, buyer's remorse. And certainly if people don't enjoy the process, or they feel like they were taken advantage of emotionally, they'll never endorse you, they'll never use you again, they'll never refer you. So we don't want that. What we do need to know is that people do buy emotionally, and the bigger the purchase, the more emotion involved. And so what we want to do is find out what people's emotional needs and their tangible needs are. It does not mean we ever manipulate people's emotions. We just need to know that that's where it's at. And sometimes what we have to understand is that people are looking for more Oprah and less Dr. Spock. And many times people are talking to someone in an emotionally charged conversation and they're just given facts and stats. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They can't hear you. So it's very, very important. One of the questions I figured out, and I was a kid, I was 19 when I got into real estate, but I figured out very early on, I would ask people open-ended questions. And I'd say, well, let me ask you, What's your biggest fear or concern about the upcoming transaction? The fear was the emotion, the concern was the logic, and it gave people a chance to communicate. What I was really listening for is what was their biggest need and also what was their biggest fear, obviously. But then sometimes they'd say, well, we were in a real estate transaction before and we didn't feel heard or we felt pushed or whatever. And they kind of give you the keys on how to help them. So I'm going to walk you through here the emotions that people feel, and the logic that's needed to support it, right? So they buy emotionally, but then they need to justify logically. Logical justification needs to be there. I want to walk you through this and how to do this. So let's say someone's emotion is fear. After you've acknowledged the fear, understand the fear, repeat back to the person what the fear is, then they need facts and perspective. So that's kind of what the logic would be needed. The fear of missing out. Okay, so that is what drives a lot of purchases. And so I'm missing out. Oh, the stocks are going up. The real estate's going up. I'm going to miss out. And so the logic that's needed for a person like that is a path to move forward or a plan, that there's a plan in place. 
There's a system in place. There's a routine in place. What's normal? And that will take that particular fear away. Sometimes ego is the deal. Ego drives a lot of sales. No offense, but, you know, I I live in an area where there's an awful lot of nice cars. Bentleys and Lambos and whatever else driving around. And you know what? God bless them. People can spend money on what they like. I have a nice car. But ego can be a big driver for sales. Now, you don't want somebody to just give in to their ego. But someone who's expressing ego, what they need is a way to win. They want to win. And so sometimes ego is a, is a thing. Sometimes in a negotiation, I have a client with a big ego. And I'll ask for something small in a negotiation that satiates that ego. Another dynamic that comes up is aspiration. The emotion is aspiration. And for someone like that, it's the logic needed is to help establish goals with that ambition. Okay? We do this all the time. We do this all the time in our coaching program. People have ambition and they need to know, okay, we're going to help you establish goals. And then we got you like we got a coaching program and a structure to help you reach your goals. So the emotion is I've got this burning ambition. All right. Now we need to root it with a set of goals that become a plan. And then another emotion is hope. And uh, for hope, it's painting the ultimate outcome. Okay. Like a buffeting company, we sell the good life, right? You're going to have a good business and a good life. This podcast is called It's a Good Life. Our catchphrase for 27 years was work by referral, live the good life. So when hope is what they need, then you come along and say, okay, we can support that hope, but it can be a confident hope because it's rooted in something. It's an ultimate outcome. So here's why this is such a big deal. If you just meet the transactional needs of a customer, you'll get paid, but you won't make an advocate. When you meet the emotional and transactional needs of the customer, That's how you create advocates. That's how you create advocates. You deal with their fears, their concerns, their apprehensions, or their ambitions where they have a great experience. That's how you make an advocate. So that's a big deal. Dale Carnegie said, when dealing with people, remember you're not dealing with creatures of logic, but creatures of emotion. Author Jay Baer said, the more you know about your customers, the more you can provide to them information that is increasingly useful, relevant, and persuasive. So, The emotions, fear, FOMO, ego, aspiration, hope. We're going to answer with facts and perspective, a path to move forward, a way to win, help them establish goals and paint the ultimate outcome. The second major point is facts tell, stories sell. This is critical. And there's a lot of discussion today and there's lots of books written about this. And I often find people find themselves scratching their head going, okay, I like the idea of stories, but I don't have a story or my company doesn't have a story, or my clients don't have a story. And what that is, is you just got out of the habit or not into the habit of telling their stories. Because at the end of the day, people need to see themselves in your stories. And the stories you need to tell need to be multidimensional, multicultural, multigenerational. They should reflect the entirety of what you hope your customer base will look like. So you tell many different types of stories. I'll tell stories of young people, of old people, of all kinds of folks, folks from the inner city, folks from the country. And so I'm going to do a little exercise with you guys right now. So as you're listening to me, I'm going to share with you some great facts, some true facts from Buffini Company's programs. And then I'm going to share with you some stories. And you be the judge, which one is more likely to move you to action. Now, ultimately, like I said, you need facts as well, because that's the logical justification. But the stories sell. Why? Because people buy emotionally. So the story is the emotion. The facts 
provide the justification. So listen to this. So here's a fact. Brand new agents who take our 100 Days to Greatness training program earn $75,000 and close seven transactions in 100 days. Now, give you an example of that. A typical new agent makes $8,700 in the real estate business in their first year. So our fact is new agents who take our 100 Days to Greatness training program earn $75,000 and seven transactions in 100 days. That's a fantastic start to someone's career. Would you agree? Now, that's as well as I can tell that fact. Now, let me share with you a story. Her name is Heather Reed. She's from Centennial, Colorado. Her and her husband have served in church ministry together for a number of years. Her husband's a pastor, and she worked alongside him. Uh, They were feeling a little burnt out, and they were also struggling financially. So Heather got into real estate, and that's always a wild decision. I'm burnt out, so let me get into real estate. (laughs) That's uh, not the most relaxed, uh, laid-back industry in the world. Now, by her own testimony, she will say that she fell for every gimmick that came down the pike in real estate. She spent money on this, spent money on that. She was spending thousands and thousands of dollars on online leads, going into debt. So she was kind of struggling. So her broker basically said, hey, why don't you try this 100 Days to Greatness training program? So she did, and she closed six transactions in three months. So she did kind of what a lot of people do. But now she had a bit of confidence. Now she had a few dollars in the bank. Now she's like, hey, maybe I can actually do this for a living. So then she kind of took it to the next step. She joined coaching. And her coach helped her, you know, basically lay out the plan, walk it through. So her first year, she did $250,000 in income. The next year, she did 430000 The next year, 518000 The next year, 730000 And last year, $951,000 in income. Now, the wild part of her story today is she actually has a couple of gals on her team that are also uh, missionary spouses. So their husbands are missionaries and their spouses. She's built a team of gals kind of like herself, and they're kind of hungry, who love to serve, who want to help. And now she's given back. And so now here she is you know, four or five years into this, she's gone from being, I'm a sucker who falls for every gimmick to I am close to making a million bucks a year. I've built a team. I have a team of people who are kind of like me, who are in it, coming from the same background. She wants to give back to those people, give back to those families, and they're doing a great job and building her business even further. Now, she is a testimony for the 100 Days to Greatness training program, and then later on our coaching program. But you tell me, is the fact, the 75 grand and the seven transactions, it's totally true. We've done that. Thousands of people have done that. That's fantastic. But all of a sudden, you put a face to it. I'm looking at Heather's picture here. You put a face to it. You put a name to it. You put a story to it. Now it gives it tremendous gravitas. Facts tell, but the stories ultimately sell. Okay, let me do another one. The average realtor in the U.S., last year, grossed $38,300, okay? The average realtor we coach here made $460,000 a year, okay? So let's put it in perspective. $38,300 made $460,000. And a lot of people talk the big game, 10x this and 10x that. And there's no system. There's no how-tos. We do this with tens of thousands of people, okay? And I'm giving you just numbers from the real estate industry here. Obviously, we do this in a lot of industries. 
So that's a great fact. That's a great stat, isn't it? I mean, you think about it. You want to justify logically? Hey, guess what? I'm part of a program that makes 10 times that of the average person. Brilliant. But is that going to move you to action? Maybe, maybe not. So let me tell you a story. Her name is Sandy. I met her in Arizona years ago. We just had finished up one of our two-day conferences. Beverly and I are kind of walking hand in hand through the lobby of this convention center. And out of the corner of my eye, I see this gal. She's wearing a name badge. It looks like she's been at the event. And um, she's in the corner, and I can tell she's crying. And we're leaving, but it was kind of like, okay, I wonder what's going on here. So as we were walking, we kind of took a little detour just to go over, put a hand on her shoulder. How are you doing? And she just looked at me, and she, she just went, I hope you are who you say you are. And I'm standing there with my bride. I'm like, okay, what, what's going on? Anyway, I'm going to give you the shorter version of this. This gal is the mom of 10 kids. Three of them are somewhat autistic. Four of them have a disease called Graves' disease. Her husband, who's a bit of a gambler, just emptied all their bank accounts and left a year before. So she now gets into real estate, doesn't know what else to do, and she made one sale in the previous six months. And she's kind of at her wit's end. She says, my broker's going to help pay to get me into your program. I just hope you are who you say you are because I don't have anywhere else to go. And it was just like, oh man, it was just a devastating story. And my bride and I, we have six kids, we're sitting there and I'm imagining, you know, my own bride being by herself and in this kind of situation. So full of empathy for her. We handpicked a coach out for her. She got the ball rolling. And this is, this is a number of years ago. Our systems weren't all of what they are today, where I know what everybody's doing and all the reports we get. We didn't have all those things in place years ago. So it was a couple of years later. I'm actually in Colorado doing an event. And, you know, we hand out mics to the audience. And one lady stands up and she goes, gosh, I really want to do this coaching, but I just, just, I'm just not sure. So in the back of the room, a hand goes up. And I, it's, it was a little bit dark. I never forget. It was the Adams Mark Hotel in downtown Denver, Colorado. And this lady stands up and she's in this beautiful blue blouse, shiny, bright blue. And I can't quite make out her face, but when I hear the voice, I realize, oh my gosh, that's Sandy. And she goes on to say, hey, I've been two years in this program and I'm not the Buffini Company's biggest success story. But she said, I want you to know I'm making six figures. I want you to know that I've been able to take care of my 10 kids. I want you to know that this new blouse I'm wearing is the first new piece of clothes I bought myself in three years. And I just want you to know, like the entire ballroom just went sideways. I mean, there was a, it was a tear factory and it was a tear factory for the guy on stage. That dynamic of that story, that dynamic of someone being able to transform their life and change their life and change the life of their children. And she was with us for years and years and years and built a great business and had her kids join her in her business and all this kind of stuff. That's a true story of a real life happening of someone in our coaching program. The facts are true. The facts are relevant. But it's the stories that reach us. And that's where it's at. I got one more for you. And again, hopefully you're getting the gist of this. I'm giving you an example. I'm talking about how I sell. This is it. I tell true stories about true happenings. So here's a fact for you. In our one-to-one coaching program, and this is be all industries, the first year someone's with us, they make 100 grand. By the end of their first year, they go from 100 grand to 277. By year five, it's at 352. By year 10, it's 425. And our average client who's been with us 15 years is making $581,000 a year. Great. 
Those are fantastic stats. There's no one in the marketplace can touch those things. So what does it mean to you? Well, let me tell you a story. Her name is Carol Foderick, and she's from Toronto. And she grew up in inner city Toronto. And I've been to Toronto many times, beautiful city, but it's like all cities, there's parts of it that are rough and ready and poor. And that was where she grew up. Her dad died from an alcohol-related death when she was 13 years old, and she was the oldest of the kids. Just a few years later, her mom, I don't know what the story was or the pressure was, but the mom left the family. So now here's Carol as a young girl trying to take care of her siblings. She actually gets accepted to university but can't go because of her responsibilities to the family. And at 19, she becomes a secretary in a real estate office, and that was her introduction to the business. And she's working hard and fighting her way out of such a bad situation and whatever else. And the way she would describe her career was chaotic. And so she actually got into coaching because she needed help. She was actually, she told me the story. She was sitting in the back of the ballroom in Toronto, eating a cheeseburger and pregnant and decided that she needed to get some help. So she got in our program in 2009 and she obviously had the drive. She obviously had the hunger. And she was obviously coming from not the easiest circumstances. And she's gone on to become one of our most successful clients ever, okay? She runs one of the best real estate teams in the country of Canada today. She's doing over $2.7 million in income. She has a team of 20 people. She runs a beautiful business. And today, she actually is not only a large economic donor, but a tremendous donor of her time to the largest food bank right there in Toronto. Because she grew up with her siblings having tremendous food insecurity. And now here she is from a a girl who grew up on the wrong side of the tracks. with The dad died of booze. The mom walks out on her and her siblings. She has to be the breadwinner. Can't pursue her dream going to university. And now over the years, since 2009, has built one of the most absolutely prolific businesses in the country of Canada as a small business owner and is now giving back huge amounts of time and money to the food bank. She has her own family today. She's a great spouse and mom and has this fantastic business. These are the real life stories. And we have thousands of them at Buffini Company. What happens is we all forget to tell the stories. We all get caught up in telling the facts. The facts are easy to communicate. They're easy to put in a brochure or marketing. And they're important. The facts do tell, but it's the stories that sell. So what are the stories you need to tell? What's the story about you and your business? What is the story of your customers and your clients? What story do you need to tell so that people can relate to it? You know, Jimmy Neal Smith was the founder of International Storytelling Center. He said, we're all storytellers. We live in a network of stories. There isn't a stronger connection between people than storytelling. Henry Nguyen is a Dutch theologian and author, said, stories connect our lives with the world around us and help us discover who we are. Stories are important. They are the emotion. The facts are important. They justify logically. And by the way, speaking of stories, if you're looking to be one of our next success stories, I'd love you to be one. And I'd recommend you go and check out our events on our Buffini Company site, or join our coaching program. Go get one of those free business consultations. Last but not least, people need help making decisions. You know, people follow the path of strongest conviction. You know, I-A-S-M, that acrostic, enthusiasm, I-A-S-M. I am sold myself. Are you sold yourself? I know when people get into coaching, 
it's going to be terrific. I love real estate. So I was able to sell real estate because I knew how important a home was to people and create an equity. And that the average homeowner had 46 times the net worth of the average renter. It was that enthusiasm based in fact and truth and story. That's where my conviction came from. People follow the path of strongest conviction. Louisa May Alcott said, he who believes is strong, he who doubts is weak. Strong convictions precede great actions. The next thing I tell you about making decisions is that make your sales fab. Fab, that's a word we used to use in Ireland. Fab, it's fab, very British. It's fab, short for fabulous. Well, fab in this case stands for features, advantages, and benefits. Features, those are the characteristics of the products or service you offer. What are the characteristics? The advantages, how the feature helps your customer. And then the benefits, what the user gains from using it as well as how it's better than its competitors. Those benefits are ultimately the outcomes of using the features. So that's how those things all work together. For features, advantages, and benefits. And then lastly, when people need help making decisions, I call it the necessary nudge. We all need a little nudge in helping make good decisions. One story my good friend Joe Nego always told was he wanted to do a tandem parachute jump. And so, you know the story, you're going to jump out of a plane, you have an experienced parachute jumper, you're kind of strapped onto the back, you jump out together. And the whole dynamic is you stand in the window, you're there in the front, the tandem jumper is behind you, they tap you on the shoulder, are you ready? You say go. And so Joe is standing there, he's a little scared of heights, the wind is blowing in his face, the professional parachutist taps him on the shoulder, are you ready to go? And Joe shouts, no. And the parachuter throws him out the window with himself. He gives him the push, the necessary nudge. And they go down, they launch the parachutes, they land safely, and Joe finally, when they get to the ground, he had a great experience, but he turned around and he said, I said no. And the pro said, oh, I thought you said go. And Joe looked at him and the guy had a smile and he says, okay, you know what? Sometimes we all need a little push. Joe had a great experience. He was glad he did. He followed through on his goal. Sometimes we need a little push. Sometimes we need a little push in making a good decision. What's the necessary nudge? Zig Ziglar says, every sale has five basic obstacles. No need, no money, no hurry, no desire, no trust. You got to find those things. People need a little push. Without you being a pushy salesperson, they just need that little necessary nudge. Are you ready to make a decision? Would you like to move forward? Based on everything you've heard, does this sound like something you'd be interested in? People need that necessary nudge. And as salespeople, we need to bring them to that conclusion. I'm a salesperson, and I've loved teaching this content to you today. I hope you understand that people buy emotionally and justify logically. And the way to help with that is that facts tell, stories sell. What's your story? What's your business's story? What are your customers' stories? And then lastly, people need help making the decisions. That little push, that's all we need. Well, thanks. As always, Brian, great content. And now it's my turn to give you, our listeners, the necessary nudge. If you haven't already done it, go get yourself a free consult for your business at itsagoodlife.com slash bc. Nothing to lose, everything to gain by talking to one of our experts. So visit itsagoodlife.com slash bc. And we'll see you next time. May the road rise up to meet you. And may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time. Mm-hmm.